I got some good winter experience up there, that's for sure. Because, you know, when you're driving a shuttle bus at the ski resort, when it starts snowing, you don't get to park and, you know, call your dispatcher and say, eh, it's not safe out here. It's That's when you get busy. So. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Buckle up. You're listening to Terminal Exchange. Hey everyone, I'm Philip Adams, and this is episode 37 of Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Newsbomb Transportation. I was so happy to finally get today's featured guest into the studio for an exchange, and to me, Adrian Real has just a fascinating story and fun set of interests. It's always been fun talking with Adrian when she's in here, and this exchange was no exception. We talk about some of Adrian's bucket list items and the really unlikely journey that she's taken to get here. So for fun, you can tell us what items you've crossed off your bucket list and what's left to cross off. Have you had any unique experiences or visited a spectacular place? Let us know by sending an email to terminalexchange at newsbomb.com. And feel free to share any pictures that are part of your story too. I'll look forward to seeing what's on your list. But now, here is Riding Goofy with Adrian Real. Adrian, you are one of the most interesting, I think, <laughs> drivers that we've got here, uh, at least in my experience from just what I know your interests and everything to be. So I'm very excited to get into this and, and talk to you for the next uh, few minutes and find out more about your story. So uh, thanks so much for joining me. Well, thank you for having me in here. Uh, let me... Let, let's go back. Obviously, we know you're driving a truck here at Newsbomb and everything now. So let's get some of the easy stuff out of the way here and talk about you just getting into driving professionally, how that kind of got started for you. Your first gig driving did not involve actually driving a truck. It was actually a bus, correct? It was a bus. It was a, it was an old school bus painted blue with white mountains on the side. And uh, it was uh, at a ski resort in northern Vermont. Um I was just out of college and I had my first job out of college was a, a corporate job and, and I was there for a few months and it just wasn't a good fit for me. So I was thinking, well, what else can I do? And um, I was a snowboarder. That's why I was up in Vermont in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I, I thought, well, it'd be cool if I could work at the ski resort and get a free season pass so I can you know, go snowboarding. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, so I was looking at what jobs are available at the resort and, and there was shuttle bus driver, you know, class B CDL required, but uh-huh. will train. And, and it was one of the better paying jobs at the resort because it required a, an actual a skill. skilled. Yeah. yeah. So how was that for you as far just the job part of it? Forget the, the, the snowboarding side of it, but <laughs> the, the, the job of, of doing that driving, what do you think of that? It was a blast. I love that job. That's one of my favorite jobs I ever had. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would drive up and down the mountain. The, the base lodge was at the lower part of the mountain and then the, uh, there were, uh, parking areas at the top and lifts. So I would drive 
up and down the mountain all day long and, and transport skiers and snowboarders and got to chat with them about skiing, about mm -hmm. what the terrain was like, about what the weather was like that day. And, and yeah. Yeah. Now being in that environment where you got some snow and everything, right. And mm -hmm. do you ever have any situations at oh, all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got some good winter experience up there, that's for sure. Because, you know, when you're driving a shuttle bus at the ski resort, when it starts snowing, you don't get to park and, you know, call your dispatcher and say, eh, it's not safe out here. It's That's when you get busy. So. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Anybody ever get a little scared on your bus? Um, Probably. They <laughs> they didn't let me know that until after the fact. But for the most part, it was it was more like... A, a big sigh of relief and, oh, wow, you know, uh, <laughs> after the fact of what happened. And then they let yeah. me know how nervous they had been when they saw <laughs> what was about to happen. No doubt. I, I know I've been on some of those different buses, maybe not at ski lift deal, but at, at the lodge. But uh, when I've been on excursions, say in Jamaica or something, and had these really narrow roads and these drivers driving these buses, I've been impressed at the skill level of some of these drivers. Oh, yeah. And, and how good they are and how close they can get in you know, and doing their, doing their thing. And yeah, anybody that's not real familiar, be sitting there, I think white knuckling their seat or whatever. The, uh -huh. And, but uh, I've been impressed at the, the skill I, level I of some of these drivers. I think it's like us as truck drivers, you know, backing into docks and we do things over and over and yeah. over again. And somebody else would look at that and say, how do they do that? And it's the same thing with those guys driving around the little mountain cliff yeah. and, you know, sheer drop on exactly. the other side. <laughs> so now how much time did you actually get to play on the mountain there as well? Um, a fair amount, a fair amount. Yeah. Um, I lived up there for years okay. and, and through different jobs. And so, yeah, especially on the weekends, I could, I could get out there. I've never time. tried snowboarding or skiing yet. Mm -hmm. I actually think I'd rather do snowboarding than skiing personally. Really? A lot of people say that skiing is actually a little bit easier to get started with, but I, for me, I kind of feel like I do better with snowboarding. That's, but Some uh, people go straight into it. Yeah. yeah. So now there, there's what we call it, uh, goofy footed. And right. that's if you, how's that work? That's if you lead with your non-dominant uh, or with your dominant. You lead with your, gosh, I don't know, because I'm goofy foot and I'm left-handed. So I write backwards and I ride backwards, but that's, there's not always a direct correlation. There's often a correlation. <laughs> But so you're left-handed. So which which foot do you I'm, have in front? I'm left-handed, and then my r right foot is forward in okay. my stance. So I feel like I yeah. would feel better with my left foot forward. Are you right or left-handed? I'm right-handed. Right-handed, yeah. left foot forward? Left foot forward. Then Yeah, then that would be regular foot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's how I feel like I would do better. I could be completely wrong about that, but that just yeah. that feels a little bit more natural to me. Yeah. Not a skateboarder or any of that. At this point, I'm I'm getting to the point where if I, if I try doing that, I'm probably coming home with broken you know, limbs and stuff. <laughs> And it's just not going to be good news, but someday maybe I'll still try it. But uh -huh. I think you should. It's a blast. <laughs> but what's your favorite part about doing that sort of activity of, of skateboarding, or not skateboarding, but um, of snowboarding? And I know you've got some other, you know, outdoor activities that you like as well. Mm -hmm. um, I like being outdoors is the big thing. Um, I've always been drawn to kind of high speed, little bit of risk, little bit of adventure mm. activities. And now you're in a 65 mile an hour truck <laughs> going down the road. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just kind of fit. You know. <laughs> so in addition to snowboarding though, you've, you just recently, if I'm not mistaken, 
you try surfing for the first time recently or something like that? I did. I posted on our Facebook group page um, that I tried paddleboarding, stand up okay. paddleboarding. Okay. Yep. I was laid over in uh, in Maryland by the Chesapeake Bay for yeah. for a weekend while I was running uh, GE out of Perryville, and uh, and I got to try stand up paddleboarding, which was high on my bucket list. Yeah. And and actually, you mentioned surfing a few years ago. My top item on my bucket list was surfing. Okay. And I did do that. It was little before I came to news. Did you do that out West or? I did that at uh, Wrightsville beach in North Carolina, oh, okay. which I've heard, I did my research is the best spot on the East coast for surfing. Okay. And that's by guys who come from California and they're don't, not wanting to live out on that coast anymore. <laughs> they come here and that's where they go. D- did those things come naturally to you after doing the snowboarding and everything too? Surfing, I had a, a huge advantage. I had an awesome instructor. I took a few lessons okay. and he was able to meet me right where I was at and um, let me advance, give me what I needed yeah. to get going. But yeah, being able to balance on a board, I had that skill from right. snowboarding and I, I had a skateboard when I was a kid yeah. and I, I, I was comfortable standing on a board. So he, he got me. I was so excited about this. I, I actually rode my first wave that I caught. I rode it all the way into shore. It was That's so exciting. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a highlight of my life. No doubt. No doubt. That's so cool. I, I love the idea that you took time during one of your breaks mm-hmm. to actually go out and experience something that you hadn't even ever done before that was on your bucket list. Mm-hmm. And that's something I think would be a good encouragement to a lot of drivers mm-hmm. is to take advantage of those situations, even if it's less than ideal that you're away from home, right? you know, for a weekend or whatever, doing a reset out on the road, mm-hmm. figure out what's around you. Absolutely. Yeah, worst case, you know, get an Uber or something mm-hmm. to take you somewhere nearby and, and go experience something right? You know, rather than just staying cooped up in the truck all weekend. Exactly. And I, I don't, I'm usually home most weeks, most weekends. Yeah. So I don't have to reset on the road very often, but when I do, I'm, I'm looking trip planning. I'm, I'm looking uh-huh. to see, okay, at what point along my route, am I going to find a good spot that's going to have the th- something fun for me to do something to see, or uh, even if it's just the opportunity to, to go to a gym and, and um, do some shopping or something. Yeah. Yeah. So now you were doing uh, bus driving there in Vermont uh, mm-hmm. for, for ski uh, tourists. Yeah. Uh, what was the next step in your career from there? Well, the same company that owned and operated that bus, it, it wasn't owned by the ski resort. It was a, a local bus company that, that uh, contracted it to the, the ski resort and um, they did school buses too. So when they trained me, they made me get my school bus and passenger indoor. Well, I had to have my passenger. They right, made me get my right. school bus as well. And of course, they immediately started having me fill in on school bus routes up there. Yeah. And I, I did a uh, couple years, had uh, had my own school bus routes. I did that. Contrast the difference of busing some kids mm-hmm. versus <laughs> paying ski, uh, <laughs> ski resort tours. <laughs> Well, the ski resort tourists are usually better behaved, <laughs> usually. Do you at least have uh, um, uh, an adult helper or something there on the bus on with the you? On the school bus? On the school bus? No. No. No, no. Just you by it yourself. It was just little old me. All, oh, man. Uh, 
five foot, one inch, 100 pounds, yelling at these kids and how, to what, sit age, down. what age group of kids? Was it all a whole K range? K through 12. The whole, whole, yep. the whole gamut. So yep. some, a lot of them probably bigger than you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, one of the best was uh, I was filling in on another driver's run, so the kids didn't know me, and I'm sitting there waiting to pick them up at the middle school. And so these are middle school kids, and they hop on the bus, and uh, and and they take one look in, and, and they say, uh, hey – Look, there's a kid driving our bus. I wasn't that much old. I was maybe 25 at yeah, the time. Yeah, you know, I'm, but... I'm sure you you fit in with that, <laughs> no doubt. Because I mean, even still, yeah. you, you've got a very young you know look to you and everything. So I'm sure yeah. it, it, it gets was, some questions. It once was in a while. fun, and and they enjoyed me, and I enjoyed them. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So from there. How did you move forward from there? Because you, you eventually you ended up in trucking. Eventually, yep. Uh, but that didn't happen right away. Not right away. I'm trying to think. Let's see. Um, from there, I tried to become a teacher. I thought, okay, I've got this degree in math. And now, and before we go <laughs> on to that, you, you you did a degree in math, and I know you said you were interested in art and everything too, and you kind of mm-hmm. chose the math. Yeah. Way before we started recording here. And my first response when you said you did math was, I'm sorry. I'm not a math person. I'm, I, I'm, I'm okay with numbers and everything, but I, math was never my favorite subject. Really? It was one of mine. What about th- that, that subject? I mean, wh- what do you like? Um, I, I don't get it. So you, you, <laughs> sell me on it now. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like that. I like it when things make sense. And, okay, yeah. um, and also I'm, I'm a very like visual spatial person. So mm-hmm. the kind of math that I liked was uh, geometry was yeah. easily my favorite math. Subject. Geometry was my favorite. I will was say it? that. Yeah. yeah. Al- algebra, the whole number letters do not belong <laughs> in math. <laughs> I don't know where those came from, but <laughs> It's just alphabet soup at that point. <laughs> Who started introducing letters here? Uh, first through like, you know, all through elementary, it's, you know, here's your numbers, you know, zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and so on and so forth. And all of a sudden you get an X. Oh. <laughs> it's like, what's that doing <laughs> there? That in there? <laughs> but yeah, geometry is probably my favorite uh, uh-huh. in that. But yeah. And I liked algebra. It, um, it, it fit with geometry. The two go together. So I, if you say so, yeah. <laughs> I got no, they, hung up they, in they some really other do. things. I know, but, I know. <laughs> Since you didn't pursue the art side, right? Uh, which is you know very different from from math as far as kind of a career path, so to speak. Right. Uh, what kind of art were you kind of doing? Did you paint? Were you doing graphic I like stuff? To, I like to draw. I really liked um, things like oil pastels, shock, yeah. anything like that. I, I could paint a little bit, but my painting stuff didn't always turn out quite as well as the the drawing stuff. Yeah. But really what it comes down to is I had a fabulous art teacher in high school, and she mm-hmm. gave us just great instruction, great projects, and let us go at it, and I yeah. had a blast. What's your favorite thing to draw? Um, not people. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I don't know landscapes, and I was I was always a very realistic artist. I hmm. like to make things look real, not so much like impressionistic yeah. or interpretive. Yeah. Or, that's cool. That's so, cool. I, I, so you're gonna have to show me some of your work. Do you still draw a little bit in your spare time? It's been a very long time. Okay. But if you ever come to my house in Ohio or my parents' house in Ohio, they've got my they've got it all. high school artwork hanging all around. <laughs> I'll give you a tour. My, my wife's is the same. So her, her parents in their basement, the her and her two siblings, mm-hmm. the entire basement, 
room is just covered in their art from high school oh, wow. and everything. And it's, just, and it's all kinds of random stuff. And you see some, mm-hmm. like they all went through the same teacher and everything. So you see where the they all did the exact same over project. And over. And so you can kind of compare which one right. of them is actually best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to answer I that question right now. I hope nobody's feelings get hurt. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna say it's my wife's is was the best in the group. They all had their strengths, but Good but that's cool. Right. I, I I I think that's cool that you had that artistic background too. So, but now math, you, you had that degree. So, yeah. And- so I I thought I had finished. Uh, I had realized that bus driving wasn't gonna help me meet my financial goals. Yeah. Let's put it that way. And um, so I thought about uh, becoming a math teacher. I went through a program up in Vermont. Uh, to do that for people who had a bachelor's degree in a subject area to mm-hmm. get their teaching certificate. I did that, um, but I just felt like it wasn't it wasn't the right fit. Mm. I ended up moving back to Ohio, supposed to be temporary, but I, uh, I started, let's see, what did I do at that point? I drove, got back into bus driving just as kind of a part-time job, okay. substitute, School bus driving worked at the most fun job. I think I worked at um, uh, an inner city youth outreach center oh. um, that was affiliated with some of the local churches. And I would pick up. Uh, I, I started out as a driver, and then I ended up coordinating for them. Oh, cool! Yep. So I drove. Um, we'd we'd pick up the city kids from their school bring them to the center of the church okay. and um, they would be there for the service program. And then we'd take them home to, to their neighborhoods, to their homes at the end of the day. And that's a neat thing to be able yeah. to be involved in. Yeah. That's cool. It was, it was awesome. It was a great experience. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So from there, as you're still kind of I'm figuring making everything my, I'm slowly out, making my way to trucking, right? You're, yeah. You're ramping there. But so what, what's kind of next then? Uh, well, I had, Long story short, I ended up working in the office at that outreach center. Okay. But that's when the, I forget what they call it, but like the economy crash of 2008 happened, yep. September yep. 2008. And that job was expendable. So I was the yep. first person to go. So now, I, and I had just moved, I had, you know, left some gaps in the story there, but I had just moved back to Ohio from Vermont at that point to take that job. Oh. And so I went to my priest, who's a, a good friend of mine. He knows me pretty well. Mm-hmm. And and I said, Father Veet, what do I do? I just moved back to Ohio to take this job two months ago, and, and now what? And he was like, I know. You should drive truck. What? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you're nuts. <laughs> Your priest suggested this. Yes, this was his idea. <laughs> Why, why would he suggest that, do you think? Well, because he, like a lot of uh, a lot of men, I think, they, they have the idea, either the dream that someday they'll be a truck driver, or in his case, it's if if anything ever happens to the religious community that he belongs to and they dissolve and, and he has to figure out what to do with his life, then what would he do? He'd go be a truck driver. Fascinating. <laughs> but to suggest this, to, I mean, obviously he, he knew you right. well, and right? And he knew my background. But to suggest yeah. this to... If I, if I didn't know you otherwise, I would not ever suggest trucking for you. <laughs> Most people wouldn't, but he's one of a kind, trust me. <laughs> so he suggests trucking. Yeah. What do you think of that? I told him that he was nuts. And uh, about a week later, I was online researching trucking companies. <laughs> <laughs> it 
a seed you know, was planted. <laughs> it was, and it was one of those, you know, if something's a terrible idea, just let it go. But, yeah. you know, it just, I just kept thinking about it. And I was like, the more I thought about it, the more it made sense. I was like, yeah, I should be a truck driver. Huh. Go figure. Yeah. So, so did you get into trucking pretty quickly from there? Yeah. Yeah. Within a few weeks, um, I found uh, an excellent company that had their own in-house um, CDL school mm-hmm. training program. It was a four-week residential program in Missoula, Montana, and within a month, I was taking a plane out there and (laughs) one-way ticket. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So how long did you stay with that that company then? I was with them for uh, about three years, three, three and a half years. Mm -hmm. So from there, (laughs) you didn't go to just another company. No, right. No, that's that was the first company. It's the only company I worked for before Newsbone. Okay, so there were a few so, years. So in you between there. you had some stuff that you kind of went through and everything at this kind of point in time, or over these probably course of years. Mm-hmm. You want to just talk me through some of that and kind of just everything that you were wrestling with and dealing with, and 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 what's happening next in your career path, and what you're thinking you're getting ready to do. Well, I had. Um, I was getting burned out on trucking at that point, and um, I had taken a vacation. Uh, it was summer of 2011. Went on a vacation. It was like a retreat, uh, hiking, camping, um, spiritual talks and stuff mm-hmm. up in Alaska, which is awesome. And uh, <laughs> That's on my bucket list to get to Alaska. Yeah, I haven't gotten there yet. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Spectacular. Um, it, but it was sponsored by and led by, a, a, a religious community. And I got talking to one of the young priests who led the retreat on that. And he said, Hey, if you're burned out, you know, why don't you take a year off? And we've got a few different opportunities, things that you could do for, you know, for a, a sabbatical year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I did, I, uh, I looked at the options and I ended up going to France to study, um, with their at their community school, so I was studying um, philosophy and theology alongside their um, the the brothers and sisters or, uh-huh. and the young people who were uh, pursuing this religious life. And I was I was living in a house or you know an apartment with other some other students. They were okay. from all over, uh, maybe five continents. Wow. Um, and uh, so it was it was a an international experience got to, uh, cause I haven't traveled the world by any means, but I've gotten to meet people yeah. from all different parts. That's and cool. it was, wow, <laughs> what an experience to learn about their different cultures and, and learn how different people do things in different ways. And, um, and there was a lot of downtime too. It was, it, it was very much the, the rest that I needed. Yeah. So Excellent. So I assume probably quite a bit of time being able to meditate and, you know, think about, you know, life and spiritual things and, and all the, the above and, and your future and my future <laughs> at this point in time, what, what does that, what is that future looking like to you? Well, at that time, naturally, <laughs> I started to wonder, could the religious life be the life for me? You know, I'm surrounded by all these young people. Uh, we think of, of nuns and and, mm-hmm. and brothers as monks as being old men and women, um, usually mean and slapping rulers. I don't know. I always think of Sound of Music and <laughs> Julie Andrews <laughs> running around with a bunch of 
Von Trapp children. And <laughs> 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 but no. <laughs> um, but this meeting this community, it, it was my first encounter with young people who were yeah. um, enthusiastic um, for the religious life or, you know, really trying to live their lives for God. And, um, yeah. and I really related to that. And so of course I, um, thought to myself, I should try this. Hmm. And so I did. So what was that next step then? Um, I came back, I wanted to enter over there because okay. I'd been in France for two years. I knew all these people had, had made a lot of friends over there, but they said, no, you, it's not wise uh, to enter in a, a foreign country, a foreign culture, and a foreign language. You need to go back to your own country and enter there. So I did. <laughs> I okay. came back to Princeville, Illinois, um, which is just up north of Peoria. Yeah. yeah. And um, and so I entered there. Yeah. So now you you became a nun. Is that what you're saying, or you started? That I I started on the path. I had I I wasn't officially a nun. Okay. Um. I never received a habit, meaning the yep. the dress that they wear. Um. I never took a a religious name that was different than my own okay. name. They called me Adrian. Um. But I was at the, just at the entry stage where um you you go and you live their life. You know, you follow their schedule. Okay. You go to the chapel when they do, you do the prayers, you do the work, you know, there's tons of chores to do. It's, you know, it's a household, you know? Um, And uh, so you're doing everything that they're doing and just seeing, you know, do you, do you feel that this is what you're, what you're called to do? You know? So obviously you're here now. So Mm -hmm. that didn't completely pan out for you and you didn't follow all the way through on that. Right. What, what changed or what just talk through, talk me through kind of what happened there. I, I know it's not like you um, renounced anything or did anything like that. I, at least I don't think there was anything. No, there was, <laughs> no, <laughs> but really uh, talk, talk me through that, that, that shift from there. I just felt, um, I just felt that it wasn't the lifestyle wasn't a really good fit for me. Um, I'm not somebody who sits still very well (laughs) and living in one building and not being able to be on the go was, it, it just didn't, it, it didn't fit me. Yeah. Um, And I probably didn't fit it. But it sounds like at least that period of time was beneficial for you. It was, was a good time. And and, yeah, it's, it's never wasted time because it's, it's such a good life. It's a, it's a quality life and, mm-hmm. and there's always benefits there yeah. learning experiences. Now, cause it's, it's a little unfamiliar to me. I'm, I'm curious, sure. were friendships developed there? Do you mm-hmm. have still contact with people mm-hmm. that you've met through yep. that, that time period? Yeah, I do. Um, uh, some of them I'm friends with on Facebook now. Yeah. Um, and some I stay in touch with, um, some of them are still, uh, in religious life, some are vowed, you know, they've made their, their life commitment. It's equivalent to making marriage vows. You know, you've made a promise to, to God and your community that that this is the life that you're going to live for the rest of your life. And uh, some of them like myself decided this wasn't the life for them. And so they've transitioned out and Mm -hmm. they're doing, you know, they're in other parts of the world in the United States now doing, pursuing other things. Yeah. 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 So from, from that point now, this is just, 
Is this just a few years ago at this point? It was. Um, trying to think the, the, I, I went in, came out, went in, came out again. So I, you know, took a couple, made a couple attempts, but the last time I came out was, um, just before I came to Nussbaum. Um, I took maybe a month or two after I had left to kind of sort out, you know, what, what direction should I go in here? And, and that was when I found Nussbaum and ended up coming here. Do you remember how you came across Nussbaum? Um, don't remember perfectly. Might have to do with the fact that it's so close to where that community was Mm -hmm. in Peoria. But I do know, I distinctly remember I'd seen on other companies' trucks, the 20 best fleets to to drive for. And, um, I looked that up and I found the list. And so I started researching those companies and came across Newsbum, saw the website and, and, uh, the location and, and everything was. So when you did come here, it had been a few years since you had driven. So we, we did have you in a refresher program, uh, which just basically got you on the road with one of our trainers for a little bit. And yeah, you got to be with mommy Darla. I did. <laughs> what was yep. that experience like? Oh, it was a blast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt it. I, I recommend it to anybody. If you have a chance to ride with Darla for a week, do it. <laughs> you will never be the same again. That's right. <laughs> no, it is. It, it was, it was a lot of fun and, you know, we shared a lot of stories and, and, and I got to learn some things and yeah. Yeah. You were with her for how long? A week, a two week. weeks, just one week. Yeah, just a week, and, and left a pretty significant impression oh, at course. that point. Yeah, and I know you guys still stay in contact, you know, for sure. But what did you even take away from that time period? Just that quick week. I was very impressed by her level of experience. She's done many tough jobs in in her years. Um, beyond anything I've had to do in a truck, especially as far as, you know, running coast to coast, um, winter driving in the Rocky mountains, which is not something I've (laughs) had to do yet. (laughs) Is it that much different than Vermont? Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Cause see in Vermont, if it's snowing at the top of the mountain, it's snowing at the bottom of the mountain too. And so, you know, um, in a truck, everybody would be parked, but out West, Sometimes it's two different worlds with yeah. going on at the top yeah, and the bottom. Is. Yeah. Those are much bigger mountains. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Darla, yeah, Darla had the experience and everything and was able to pass along some things to you. You've done well in our system. You know, you're now a trainer yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you're certified red, you're in platinum. Mm-hmm. I think you were just telling me that you hit your high here a month ago or so. Um in for your score, you're up at 759. Was that? That was my high score. That was your high score. Last month. It was yes. last month. And that put you in 11th right. position. Just outside <laughs> of the top 10, but that's okay. <laughs> but you said, so since then, you you actually it dropped down, but just because some things fell off. That yeah, you were I had some for. maintenance points that yeah. fell off and might have had a few smart drive events that dinged me a little bit. Yeah, too, those smart so. drive events. Yeah. They, those will yeah. get you. They don't let you get complacent around here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but that keeps you sharp, right? It does. Uh, but so I know you mentioned that, you know, you may never see that top 10 now, but. I might not. But, but you, you might. But I, mean, I might. I might. You've got it in you. <laughs> Thanks, Philip. So 
at this point, I mean, obviously, you know, we don't need to talk about your entire news bomb story and everything, but I'm curious mm-hmm. what's left on because of everything that you've done, mm-hmm. you know, the experience. And I'm just going to put you at, we're going to call you 30. <laughs> Is that fair? <laughs> well, you might be underestimating this there. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got, um, we won't, we won't get real numbers here, okay. uh, but, uh, you know, you're still, you know, on the young side of, of, of life here yeah. and you've experienced quite a bit already. Mm-hmm. And, you know, since you mentioned kind of some bucket list type items and everything, mm-hmm. what's left on that list? Well, <laughs> I think that Michael Has it been changing? It has been. Okay. It has been because I'm, I'm a little bit older than you think. I won't tell you how much exactly, but <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I never really play that game. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's cause you're smart. <laughs> um, I really now the the goal seems to be to um, to find a way to have a balance between um, the adventure which truck driving provides sure. and 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 being a little more settled than I've been in the past. So um, I I just bought a house last fall, my first, first house. house. Yeah, Yay. I'm super excited. <laughs> <laughs> I love my house. Um, and so I'm, I'm learning all the joys of home ownership, which mostly means spending money. Well, I was going to say those, those joys, boy, the definition of joy there is, <laughs> take on a lot of different meanings. <laughs> I, I know, I know the joy of home ownership. It's, uh-huh. it, it's great to have a house, but uh-huh. boy, <laughs> yep. you wake up one morning and the roof is leaking. And uh-huh. we had, we had a, a, a tree on our house one morning here. Oh earlier this summer. Yeah. It's all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so what's, what's still on that? I mean, what's, is there places to go, things to do? Um, I, I've really done most of the things that I really wanted to get to surfing was really high up there, <laughs> you know, and most of my, most of my goals have always been kind of adventure. Skydiving? No, no, no. Only if you want, only if it's my job, if you want to pay me for it, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Now I'll talk. We'll we'll get him in here at some time. But I was talking with Jimmy Hall, and uh, he's been here for a couple of years now. But a former Marine, sorry, I think it's Marines. Um, but he was a jump instructor. Mm-hmm. And he's telling me that he's done over like three thousand jumps. He's like, anytime we'll go. Wow. It was like, I'm like, goodness, I've I've never done it. I don't think I could. But that's cool. Um, deep sea diving. Well, my my boyfriend really likes snorkeling, so okay. he's he's trying to convince me. I, I I'll agree to that. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I, I would really. I, what I'd what I'd like to do is is to have more time to do the things that I already know how to do. Um, mm. It's been a few years since I've been snowboarding, yeah. so I need to make that a priority. Where's the best places. place to go snowboarding? Um, out east or kind of. If you had your choice of where you're going to go, set up and and go. Like if you, okay, if you could go absolutely. live somewhere and just be, and, and get on, on the slopes anytime you wanted. Absolutely. Best place is Jay Peak up in northern Vermont. Um, it's the northernmost resort and they get hands down the best snow every winter. There's just something about um, something about the way the wind and the clouds come through the mountains. They just get dumped on nice and and they're they're out of the way from the more touristy resorts yeah. and and the terrain is a blast and um yeah yeah be up there cool yeah have you hit 48 states well i guess since you've been to alaska too have you hit 49 
You have you have yep. been to forty nine. Yep. So Hawaii's last one. That you know what that needs to be my next bucket list okay. item. Yeah, yeah definitely. If you're at forty nine right now, you uh-huh. gotta get to Hawaii. Then. Gotta get to Hawaii. Yeah, definitely. Yep. That'll be cool. Well, you let us know when you do that. Okay. I'll send take you some pictures. pictures. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So uh countries left to go to been to Australia yet? Haven't been to New Australia. Zealand or anything like that. I've heard. I have a friend that I met through the community um, no. who is from New Zealand and and speaks very very highly of. I've it. I've heard so many good things about yeah. New Zealand, especially. Uh-huh. But yeah. so, but that's cool. I mean, I've I've gotten to do a few of those things. There's a few of those that I'd like to still go to. I think it's awesome that you've already you know had the opportunity to do a lot of that when you've had the chance to. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe a family in the future. You know, is that kind of a desire anyway it's um I, I don't know we'll we'll see yeah, okay we'll see That's fair. i'm not gonna push that <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll we'll have to talk my boyfriend into that <laughs> let's but yeah we'll take first things yeah. first right <laughs> you know right what what i really want to do and this is something that i i haven't had a chance to do much of um as an adult is um just because of the the careers that i followed is um learning how to cook and mm. now i'm, I'm not a bad cook i can follow a recipe it's you know logical um i usually don't mess stuff up but i just don't know how to cook that many things so that's kind of a big goal or understand the why you do certain things even i Uh i could follow a recipe too but Uh knowing why i do certain things i may not be able to tell you why Uh it's like yeah throw the a little bit of baking powder not the baking soda (laughs) what's the difference (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so, well, yeah, anytime you feel the need to test any baking, cooking out, and need somebody to sample it, you just I, let me I know. I see where to bring it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? This office is more than happy <laughs> to test anything out. I'm certain of it. Uh-huh. So, uh, I don't it, see it last very long out here. You know, and honestly, it, it's not going to matter how good it is. It's going to get gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll you'll think it's really good no matter what. <laughs> but... Adrian, so much. And I'm sure we could keep on going, um, but you fascinate me. Uh, your, your story fascinates me, and I'm excited to see, you know, how things continue for you. I really appreciate having you here at Newsbomb. It's been a joy getting to talk to you whenever you're through here. We've had you in for some different videos and everything, and it's always fun having you around. So, um, Thank you. It's always, it's always fun to be here. Thanks so much, and uh, maybe we'll catch you the next time you're through. Sounds good. Thanks, Adrian. Thanks, Philip been listening to Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Nussbaum Transportation. Nussbaum is an industry leader in over-the-road freight transportation. For more information on Nussbaum's award-winning truckload services and top-paying driving careers, go to Nussbaum.com or NussbaumJobs.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Terminal Exchange. New episodes arrive every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts and share a little love by writing us a review. Then, go deeper into each exchange or listen to previous episodes at our podcast page, TerminalExchange.org.